everyone and welcome to episode 112 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. Yay! Yay it's 2016. Back. I know. That's crazy. Uh, it's insane. Although, um, you know, the New Year's celebrations kind of went by really fast for us because of the baby yeah. and stuff. We'll get onto that in a bit. Yeah. We have a lot to catch you guys up yes. on and update you guys about it. We've got four segments in the show because of that. Um, there's a lot. Because yeah. of the baby? Well, that's part of it. I mean, you know, that's not... Blame her. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously things have been changing for us uh, quite a bit. So the first segment we're going to be talking about is Final Fantasy Union in 2016. Yay. After that, we're going to go on to some news and then we're going to talk about Final Fantasy in 2016, because there's a lot of Final Fantasy in 2016. And there's a lot of Final Fantasy Union in 2016 as well. Uh, And then finally, we're going to have some questions. Hmm. Questions from the community. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds sinister. But before we get on to all of that, uh, just for you new folks, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. Now, if you're a regular, so this next bit might be a slight surprise for you, but we will now have a new show every Tuesday. What? Yes. What are you talking Tuesday. about? Every Tuesday. Again, we'll be talking about that in a little bit, but we rotate with a show called Kingdom Hearts Union, and obviously we're focused on Final Fantasy. You can find us on the iTunes store, uh, but we also come out on FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Yay! Now, on the subject of iTunes, um, thank you for everyone who continues to rate and review us. It's so appreciated, and obviously it helps us to kind of maintain our position in, in the store. Uh, yeah. We actually have a new review from uh, a viewer called, or a listener, called Rax10, who says, Every time I tune in, it feels like getting together with some good friends to hang out and talk about our favorite games, which is was so cool for us to read because yeah. you know it's it's really cool that we can kind of give that to you guys and that's i think what it, we hope we hope we sound like <laughs> yeah he also goes on to talk about the fact that like he he doesn't really have too many friends that he can talk about final fantasy with and, sure and he, we kind of give him that option so that he is it's like he's having a discussion and it's true when i was in school like oh my god it was it was horrible i remember i found one girl who really liked final fantasy but she wouldn't talk about it. She was too embarrassed to talk about it. So I, I, I was in that position. I had like no one to talk to. I had to make one of my friends get into Final Fantasy. In That's the best to way have, to do it. <laughs> in order for me to, to have somebody who is into Final Fantasy to talk to. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it, we're quite a rarity still, which is a shame, but oh I think well. it's, it's, it's a bit more commonplace now, but like yeah. it's that weird thing where, no one's going to go around and advertise the fact yeah. that they like Final I Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy! Well, some people do. They wear t-shirts and stuff. But, it's true. Um, you know, it's it's hard to spot people. If you like Final Fantasy, talk to me. We should just make and, shirts. And even still, like, I remember getting off the train at our local train station and some guy was wearing um, a Final Fantasy VII t-shirt. And it's like, I was like, do I say talk something? something. <laughs> like, and I saw some guy uh, on the train the other day playing the Final Fantasy X HD remaster. And it's uh. like, it's a bit intrusive to like, walk yeah, up and I say, know. hey... Like in some Final Fantasy But maybe there. that's what we need to do. It's what we need Just to start doing. Just invade everyone's personal space. Well, if they seem like not okay with it, yeah, back off. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm playing Final Fantasy, so what? Yeah. But I don't think they would be. But, yeah, no. So, it's good. It's good that we all have this community online. Yeah. Long may it continue. Yes. So, moving on, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy Union in 2016. And we have a lot of changes to go through. First up, as Lauren suggested, and if you follow us on anything, you would have noticed <laughs> that we now have a baby. Yeah, um, I kind of post a lot of pictures of her. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I am that mother. I swore I wouldn't be, but like, she's just, 
so cute and I just can't help it. It's okay. I don't think and, uh, anyone's judging you yet. Yet. Yes. I haven't posted up pictures of her naked or like her poo things or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, no so, one wants to see that. So at least I'm, I'm in the clear that way. So, yeah, she was born on the... On November the 29th. So that is why our December was quite um, sporadic. Yeah. Uh, we had, there was quite a lot <laughs> happening for Final Fantasy in December, which I was a little bit surprised by. And it um, wasn't very unfortunate. Yeah, if only so, it could have happened that week. If it could have happened in that week that I was like still pregnant, like that would have been wonderful. But no, no, they chose when I was recovering and suffering from lack of sleep due to breastfeeding. and Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was not a good week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully good we've month. kind of got that. Out, let's say out of our system a little bit we're gonna try yeah. and get back to normal the normal run of things i think we've gotten to a good system now um a good sort of um schedule i guess and it's also helping us because um so she's called alessandra mm-hmm. um and um she likes being serenaded to sleep by us humming final fantasy music so we're getting yeah. to catch up and remember all the fun themes so pretty much every night i'll go lauren name a theme and then yeah. i have to hum it Yep. That's the quiz. We give we quiz ourselves every night. Last night was funny because we had um the iPhone on and uh we had World or sorry sorry Final Fantasy one on and um I think you must have hummed the town theme like twenty million times in a row to the baby and then you were just kind of like all right uh, Lauren can you can you move my character so I can hum something else yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Those, <laughs> well, you must have repeated I mean, it so the, many times. The town theme is glorious. Yeah. In short spurts. Yeah. Yeah, so we quickly found out that it can get quite repetitive yes. after a while. But anyways. Um yes, moving on. So that's the baby update. Um the next update we have is about the podcast. Hmm. So um yeah, if you listened to uh Brandon's last show for Kingdom Hearts Union at the end of the year, he announced that we will be doing double the frequency. So we're now <laughs> going to be doing a podcast every week which is something oh, no. that I think you guys have been craving for a while and we've kind of held off just because of logistics but yeah. we thought that this year is going to be absolutely crazy for the franchise and we really want to try and give you more coverage we want to try and do more featured episodes and we didn't want you guys to have to wait like oh there's been a Final Fantasy 7 announcement you're not going to hear us talk about it for a month yeah great that's so helpful um so yeah now it's going to be that every single every single tuesday you will get an episode either final fantasy or kingdom hearts and uh, that's the plan and uh you know for example it's going to give us a lot more freedom to do things we're planning to do a final fantasy explorers themed episode around the game's release um because hopefully we'll have played a ton of the game by then so we can talk about things in a non-spoiler way <laughs> um but yeah i think it's going to be really important for us to to really push the podcast forward and and uh, continue to grow yeah definitely it should be fun it it will be it will definitely be interesting from the video perspective but um other than that it will it will hopefully keep us in tune with everything that's going on yeah so because of that we've actually made some changes to our patreon as well i think we made some changes around this time last year and, and they they were positive we had a lot more people supporting the show and i think we're keen to to make it even more appealing to you guys so we're now going to be doing it so that it, we're continuing with the per episode pledges, but we're going to be giving a lot more benefits for doing so. So, for example, with the $1 tier, you're now going to get access to, obviously, please be excited that you had before. 
but we're going to be uh, kind of listing all our supporters within each post we do on the websites. We're going to be giving you entry into a giveaway and we're going to, we have some cool things to give away. Um, yeah. If you watched our YouTube video, we have these little uh, kind of really rare uh, type zero cards of Ace, Rem and Machina, which we're going to be giving away. But if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, uh, we have some Kingdom Hearts things to give away too. So um, we're going to try and make it accessible to both guy, both audiences. And obviously, if you don't want to support every show in the month, you can only you can choose to support maybe two episodes or three episodes, and you'll still get access to the giveaways. Um, we're also going to be adding new things in, like if you um, support us for a certain period of time, then um, Lauren's coming up with these exclusive buttons. Yes, I I still need to design them, but um, I uh, I'm doing badges now on Fozzie Craft on Etsy. I don't know if if you guys have also maybe followed me on my personal Twitter or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get some exclusive Kingdom Hearts Union and Final Fantasy Union ones uh, made for the Patreon that I hope you guys will all like. And yeah, it should be fun. It will support both the show and and my little business as well. Yeah, and they're really, really good quality. I they mean, are, yeah. Lauren made some badges to, for the, yeah, um, the event. Not own horn. <laughs> you made some badges for the event that we held last September and yep. everyone really enjoyed them. So I also made some exclusive Narsh Red Wings uh, free company badges for a event that they were doing recently. So yeah, so I've been doing lots of Final Fantasy related uh, badges. Yeah, and also um, the uh, we're going to give you guys the option to actually come on the show and um, talk about again this is like a a continued pledge one after you've pledged for a certain amount of time um, you'll get the option to come on the show so you can either come on the Final Fantasy show or the Kingdom Hearts show and we'll basically give you like 10 minutes to talk about why a certain game is your favorite and discuss it with us mm. if you want to talk about Final Fantasy 12 being your favorite I'm okay with that. Yep. I'm okay with <laughs> he it. He would just be mute. The <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, no, no. It'll be, it'll be really cool to sort of just talk about what games. Because I always find it really interesting when fans say that their favorite game is like Final Fantasy 1 and things like that. So it'd be really interesting it's, to just I talk always, to people. I always find it. I mean, obviously we've talked about and it's a bit, it's become a more wide based thing now. The whole first game syndrome. People have kind of picked up our, our notion about that. But even with that, you know, it's for me. It's not even about the fact that it was your first game. It's it's why was it your first game? What was yeah, going on that made that your first game? Because everyone has a completely different story of how they managed to stumble onto their first Final Fantasy, which I always find is just pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really, really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be fun to hear more fans' um, sort of perspective of their journeys. Yeah. So. Moving on from the podcast, we're going to go on to the website. Um, now, if you've been listening to us for a while, we've talked about launching a new website probably over the last four years a lot. Um, we kind of Final Fantasy versus 13 it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it just things happen. Like, we, we just, we've gone through a lot and um, learned a lot. and But now I think we're getting to a point where we're almost there. Yeah, so I've been working on this in my spare time since November. And it's pretty much done now, structurally. The only thing that we really need to do now is kind of porting over the content and just making sure there's a, a decent enough uh, system for us to update on a regular basis. But I'm hoping that people will see it as a big visual upgrade, that it's much easier to use. Uh, the database content is now going to be much more accessible. 
Um, but it's going to coincide with a big revamp of our coverage. We've kind of been holding off with it because the current website is old and rickety and <laughs> uh, it doesn't really look that great anymore. And like That's we didn't it. really want to push it too much because like you get a whole of lo- no new people coming to this platform that we don't really enjoy ourselves. Yeah. So with the launch of the new website, we're going to be really planning to revamp our coverage. So Obviously, we're going to still be continuing to the news. It's going to be important to us, but we're planning to do a lot more culture-based content around the franchise. So we're going to be bringing back cosplay articles. We're going to be bringing back my opinion pieces, which Ooh. are which are a love hate for some people. <laughs> um, but you always you always seem to get like certain people turn around. Yeah, well, I think once I explain myself, people it's generally understand what I'm, where I'm. He says it about from. everything. He says it about like apples to apples cards. As long as I explain, it's my true choices. though. When I explain my reasoning for picking Everybody combinations, goes, oh, yeah, oh, okay, makes sense. Um, <laughs> and we may even see some staff box return. But yeah, the the whole idea is that we're going to be doing a lot more coverage on the website to to give you reasons to keep coming back, and we're going to be. The database was stagnant for about four or five years, so that's going to be revitalized. We're going to start adding new coverage. We may even have character profiles for Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh my! I know, God. right? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and even Final Fantasy Fifteen. Who knows? I mean, that's pushing the bear a little bit, but we'll try and get there. Um, finally, the last thing we want to talk about is YouTube. So. We obviously set up the YouTube channel, I think, in 2014, but we didn't really do that much with it. It kind of took us a while to, I guess, to find our feet. Um, But towards the latter half of 2015, uh, Lauren and I put a lot more effort into into the channel. And we've actually got to the point now where we've almost attained 1,000 subscribers. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do go and do so because we do a lot more stuff on there. We'll obviously post all the latest trailers on there. But one of the big things that we now do is something called Final Fantasy Chat. So... um, this is something that Lara and I try to do. Obviously, Lauren may not be able to take part as much because of our, <laughs> no, our little baby. No, I haven't baby. been, unfortunately. Um, but it's a live event that we do every Sunday at 5 p.m. GMT, um, and it lasts for an hour, and we will talk about a primary topic. Sometimes it's related to something that's happened in the news that week, or some- we might just bring up an old topic. Like One of the most recent ones we did was about whether people still care about Stella versus Luna and, yeah. and that whole thing. and. And the, but the whole point is that it's an interactive discussion with everyone. So obviously I'm there spouting <laughs> stuff, but in the comments, you know, it's got to the point where a lot of people are talking to each other about points that I'm raising or points each other people are raising in response to the points that I'm raising. We generally have about 20 to 30 people joining. Um, but you know, some of the videos get like five to 600 uh, views at the moment. We generally have about three to 400 comments per episode. But but really, it's a case of the more the merrier. Like, yeah, if you want to come to, if you want to come and just talk about Final Fantasy in a live forum where you don't have to wait two hours for someone to respond to your point, you can just get instant feedback. Or if there's any questions that you just want people to discuss, then you can just come and raise them. And it's just pretty fun. I think we we've really enjoyed it, and yeah, we have a lot of people that are coming back consistently to take part, and we keep having new people as well, which is really yeah. nice. So, also based on that, we've had quite a few requests for us to make that into a separate podcast so that's going to be something i'm definitely going to be looking into this year um hopefully i'm going to get that up sooner rather than later because obviously at the moment you can only listen to it if you've got access to youtube yeah and obviously if it's a podcast you can download it from itunes and you can listen to it on the go so i think that's going to be something that we look towards doing 
The only reason that we really held off is just because the production quality is a bit lower. It's, it's obviously a live chat. There's going to be moments yeah. of silence. There's going to be things going on that we... And I, I don't really want to spend the time editing that out. So it's going to be a little bit raw. <laughs> I'm going to try and spruce it up as best as I can. But um, it's pretty much just going to be a, this is how it is. Enjoy yeah. it kind of thing. Yeah. But overall, it's a really fun time. And yeah, we really, really, really enjoy it. Yes. Yes. It's going to be... It's going to be fun. And I think, you know, we're really excited about the future for, for Final Fantasy Union in the next year and also Kingdom Hearts Union. And uh, we hope that that's something you guys can continue to support us with and enjoy what we do. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys have any like sort of um, ideas for uh, topics for us to talk about, um, we're more than happy to feature them on the show as well on FF Chat. If you just want to message us or do anything or comment on anything. Just, yeah, I mean, if you ever us want know. us to discuss anything on the podcast or anything, we're always open to yeah. ideas. Um, obviously, we have editorial discretion. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, if you guys have your ideas, we I mean... Yeah, like, just so, be like, blah, 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 sucks. <laughs> uh, the last uh, episode of last year, we talked about uh, Final Fantasy X Part Three. It was, mm-hmm. it was something that uh, a community member recommended to us, and we'd been wanting to talk about it in more detail before because we generally mention it, but yeah um yeah and that, that worked over really well like we discussed a few different fan theories and actually someone contacted us to talk about one of their fan theories that we're going to talk about a bit later on this episode yep but anyway that's enough of an update we've been going for almost <laughs> well about 15 minutes um that's probably the longest update we've ever done hey um, it was needed yeah it was needed for purely on that basis we've yes. never really done one before <laughs> no. so um yeah we're now going to move on to the news segment which <gasps> we're going to try and keep reasonably short because while stuff did happen in december um like a lot of it was just kind of this happened there's not really yeah. too much to discuss and we really want to get onto our final fantasy in 2016 discussion because there's a lot of games and um lauren wants to tell you how she feels about them yeah so our first news piece is Final Fantasy IX coming to smartphone and PC. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we, I feel like we were just talking about this, and we we're just like, "Where is Final Fantasy IX on PC?" And here it is. Yeah, it will be and interesting to see how it works on smartphones, though. Yeah, well, I mean, like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy One, VII. it's a bit annoying. Yeah, like, but you kind of get around the controls. And they just had Final Fantasy Seven on smartphones. Yeah. I don't know how that is really, but no, I'm I'm really excited for this because. Final Fantasy IX is one that I've been wanting to revisit, and um, I haven't been feeling like dusting off my PlayStation 3 and putting in my old PlayStation 1 disc of Final Fantasy IX. I am that lazy. That's pretty <laughs> but, lazy. But um, but I think because it's on Steam, I might, I might really consider playing it again. And um, there has been an announcement trailer. There's been no nothing on like release dates or anything at the moment, so... We're kind of holding out on that, but I'm guessing it's going to be coming out pretty soon. They've slightly revamped the visuals, haven't they? I'm not sure. I think it's kind of like that whole, the Final Fantasy, for example, the Final Fantasy VIII PC version, when it came out all those years ago, had a slight upgrade on the visuals. I think it's that kind of thing. (laughs) You could kind of make out Squall's mouth, (laughs) is the update. (laughs) I uh, I kind of, there's a joke about this, and anyone who's been in the Final Fantasy community for a very long time will get this, but... um, this was actually announced, uh, I think it was 14 years ago. They they announced they were doing a Final Fantasy on on PC. Oh, so that was when, I guess, when they decided that PC weren't weren't good enough? PC versions well, of was, Final Fantasy? Because you have I, I'm the... Gonna, I'm going to backtrack here because I'm going to Didn't you get, have the Final Fantasy 8 PC? No, I had Final Fantasy 7. Or you wanted to get the Final Fantasy 8 PC. I didn't want to get the Final Fantasy 8 one because it looked like crap. Oh, <laughs> never um, mind. I heard that completely wrong. 
but no, uh, so Final Fantasy IX on PC was unofficially announced by mm. a website called Final Fantasy Online as their April Fool's joke. But back in those days, April Fool's jokes online weren't really a thing. So people genuinely thought, and they actually went to the lengths of producing it. Oh my god! So they had screenshots of all the, what all the discs would look like. They somehow managed to like slightly modify the graphics so they looked a little bit better. And yeah, so that was that was 14 years ago on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Final Fantasy IX was announced, and everyone believed it. Unlike now, where any, pretty much if any news is announced on April Fool's, no one believes it at all. Yeah, now, or they they really shouldn't. Or if it's from the Onion, yeah, I've learned my lesson with that. Yeah, always check the source. Always but yeah. check the source. But yeah, no, it should be it should be quite cool. Um, I'm definitely excited for that one. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the next one is. Uh, Lightning was actually featured in a Louis Vuitton a ad campaign. It was really strange. Actually, like, I know everybody's sort of freaking out about it, but I think she looks really awkward in it. Like, some of the poses that she makes are a bit like, pizzazz. Which is also strange because Look they were intentionally done that way. And I've, it's also uncharacteristic of Lightning because Lightning would not be. I've never really, I, I mean, I didn't understand it when they did the previous fashion thing. Wasn't that... Was that Prada? I think it was Prada, yeah, because yeah. that was with the 13 cast. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand it then, and I don't really understand it now. I don't know. Is I guess they're just it, really trying to Japanese, tap in. I guess it's for the Japanese audience, right? So they're trying to I guess get so. people in those countries. Because maybe Lightning is more popular than Japanese celebrities. <sighs> I, I, maybe. Maybe they're just trying to tap into us. Cause, uh, but, but that's the thing. Like, our demographic... I, I don't think a majority of us can afford Why? You don't know things. what the demographic's like in Japan. I don't know what the demographic's like in Japan now, but like with Louis Vuitton, like that's quite an upscale, and Prada as well, that's quite an upper scale sort of what um, trying to say, Lauren? fashion thing. Well, hey, we've been to the concerts. I, I generally don't wear branded stuff because I find it very expensive and pointless, but that's just me. I doubt I've that seen many a people lot of at Distant Worlds wearing Prada. Wearing Prada? Yeah. <laughs> and wearing uh, Louis Vuittons. And... Hardly anyone's wearing QWERTY t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, no, I, I I do find it weird. And I don't know if that really suits our demographic. But maybe there are more girls now or guys I mean, now it could be a good in. thing because um, of the, I mean... It, or maybe they're the, just trying to tell us to dress better. Yeah. I mean, the other way around, it's it's brand association, isn't it? So, like, I guess. Louis Vuitton are, are happy with Lightning being used as effectively a celebrity associated with their brand. Because, like, you know, you think when they, uh, over here, when they're doing, like, fragrances and all that crap, mm. and they will, choose, they will very much choose a celebrity that they feel is going to boost up their brand. Although maybe it's the next step in evolution. Maybe this is now the new models because remember they had that... Um, AKB. What was, yeah, they had... Um, AK, yeah. AKB, blah, 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 whatever well, they group. they just made up a band member. A band member using the best features. That's the thing that made me so... That made me laugh was that they used the best features of all of the, all of the members. And no and one even like, knew. Yeah, no, no one even It was only when she just didn't start appearing at the concerts that people were just like, hmm, where is she? And it's just like, she was fake. But I think that's pretty mean that they were just like, yeah, so uh, we like your eyes. We like your nose. We like your lips. All right, let's match it all together. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, But anyways. Yeah. Uh, What's the next one? (laughs) The next one is Final Fantasy VI is now on Steam, which is also really cool. Um... I definitely will be playing that one as well. Um, pretty much all of them are now coming on Steam, which is great. Except um, 10. 
but 10 is might be coming. I think that was a rumor not too long ago. It's a bit strange that it hasn't been announced so far. I think it's, it's now either... on pretty much every single platform. Yeah, other I think than it's either PC. been announced or it's been rumored. Either way, I I don't think it's that far away. And then also, I mean, 12 as well. Like, will they bring 12 to PC? I'm guessing that has to be at some point. I I don't know. I think that's going to hinge on what happens with the 12 remaster when Yeah, but they haven't really brought any PlayStation 2 games to PC yet. Maybe they were just waiting for the PlayStation, uh, the PSN to bring in PlayStation 2 I mean, it might be to do with the fact that I I do remember that the PlayStation 2 architecture was made extremely obtuse on purpose. Um, Um, And the only reason that people obviously continued to use it was because the PlayStation 2 was so successful. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at now, if you're developing on the PlayStation 4, which is Type-0, it was very easy for them to port to Steam because the architectures are very similar. Yeah. Whereas the PS2, I I wouldn't surprise me if they had to start from scratch. Yeah. Or at least, like, they'd have to do a lot of it again. But maybe that's a thing. Maybe if if they start making, like... uh, some of the other PlayStation 2 games for PlayStation 4. I mean, obviously, they've started now with Final Fantasy X. Um, maybe if they bring out Final Fantasy XII um, on the PlayStation... I guess, again, it, it, it depends on whether they're planned. So, for example, with the Final Fantasy IX uh, PC version, they've said that it's also coming out smartphone because yeah. they're kind of utilizing the same resources at the same time. And they, yeah. they're planning on the smartphone so they can they can put steps in place to make sure that the transition is very quick. Whereas maybe when they started off with the Final Fantasy X version, they didn't really envision releasing it on PC. So the then if thing... they were going to do it, it would require a lot more work than if they'd have just planned to do it in the first place. Yeah. The only thing I'm really hoping is that they don't screw up the controls, that they try to keep the controls as simple as possible and like just don't don't mess it up. Or the, Well, honestly, these days they probably recommend that you just use a controller anyway. I know. Because you can plug a PS4 or Xbox I One know. or whatever It just controller. goes along with my laziness. They just want to just not make me lazy anymore. I'm just too lazy. No, I mean, I played Final Fantasy VII on PC with, yeah. a, P- with a keyboard. I think I, I did eight. use a controller as well. I think I use a joystick. <laughs> That's old school. That's old school. Anyways, old school. Um, so the next thing we have it's is... the last one. Yeah, the last one is about World of Final Fantasy. There was a lot of info um, released. Uh, so we have names for the characters. Yeah, there was a, like a 23-minute video. Yeah. So if you guys want to go and check that video. out, then you definitely should. If you're interested in World of Final Fantasy, or if you're not and you and you want to learn more about it, there was a, yeah, there's a big 23 minute walkthrough video that was posted um, from Jump Festa. Yeah. Um. So what we've learned so far is that uh, the guy's name is Lon, the girl's name is Ren, or Rain, Rain, Ren. Either way, basically they carry a mysterious power in their arms. Opposite arms. Um. Yeah. And. When that power is awakened, um, armor appears on their arms. So that's sort of like basis of the their sort of story. Other than the fact that they've like completely lost their memory, which we already knew, they have a furry companion whose name is Tama, and he's sort of like their navigator, and he'll teach you things. So I'm guessing he's going to be used in like the tutorials and all that kind of stuff. Um, the confirmed Final Fantasy characters that are going to be in it. Um, so far, they have Warrior of Light. Cloud, Lightning, Princess Sarah, Yuna, and Charlotta from Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Echoes of Time. Yeah, that one just, I have no idea where that one's come from. <laughs> like, from the Crystal Chronicles franchise, Echoes of Time is potentially the least popular game outside of the WiiWare releases. Mm. And then the only other character um, is uh, Ferris, 
which I'm really excited about. I really liked Ferris in Final Fantasy V. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like the some of the characters are think of us as threats, like in the way that they've sort of talked about them. Like, um, I think Yuna actually like says that we're sort of like a disturbance. The twins are like a disturbance of some sort or something. So I'm almost wondering if if we're not well liked. It's going to be <laughs> within... that old classic video game thing where someone doesn't agree with you. Right. What you've got to do is you've got to beat them up and make them see sense. Well, that's what you're doing with the animals, with yeah. the mirages. You're just beating them over a head and just being like, all right, you're, you're joining work me, for now. me now. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. Uh, the animals, the animals look really cute. The little mirages. Um, they did reveal some of the gameplay for that. Um, so it's going to be active time battle. Um, you can stack the mirages on top of each other, which you could see in the trailer. It's like three um, levels, right? So you can yeah, there's small, medium, and large. And depending on, I think um, the playable characters can also change, but they can only yeah. change between medium and large. Yeah. Whereas, like, and depending on where you put people, you'll get different abilities. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and um, if you you can also have them unstacked, and that means that they'll um, work independently, and yeah. it increases their number of actions they can do. Because it's, yeah, because it's it's basically kind of from what I've seen, it's very similar to the Final Fantasy X system, where you mm. get like a a bar on the the right hand side where it tells you whose turn it is next. And uh, yeah, if you unstack all the enemies, then you obviously get a lot more turns. But if you stack yeah. them up together, then you become a lot more powerful. Yeah, but you gain like less AP for that character. And then also you can summon uh, Mega Mirages, which are... Um, evolutions, isn't there? So... Yeah, they're the summons, aren't they? No, no. They're, well, uh, yeah, they're some, they're, the Mega ones are summons. Yeah, because like Ifrit starts off as like Ify or something. Yeah, it's so cute. So they really sort of tapped into Pokemon it's as like, well. like, no, Digimon. Yeah. Digimon as well. Digimon came before Pokemon. Oh, well. Digimon. Digital. It did have a better catch song, I thought. It just didn't have the popularity. No. But I love the movie. The movie is fantastic. Especially the first I like the TV series better. I know. But that's, a, but, yeah. that's the end of our news, I think. <laughs> um, before we go on that. Yeah. So we're now going to move on to our feature for this episode, which is Final Fantasy in 2016. <laughs> So this was actually the uh, the last topic of Final Fantasy Chat last year, but I wanted to bring it into the podcast so that Lauren can talk about it. And also because it's just crazy. I mean, it's pretty much the craziest year for Square Enix Japan that I can ever remember. Mm. Especially from a Final Fantasy perspective. We yeah. have so many games that are coming out that we... It's kind of unfathomable. I mean, so we've got... We're going to just list through, out all the things that we, we're going to go through, but... For definite next year, we have the following games releasing. Final Fantasy Explorers, World of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XV, Final Fantasy Type-0 Online, Bravely Second, which is a tentative Final Fantasy game, but there is a, a relationship <laughs> there. We're going to obviously have a lot more Final Fantasy XIV coverage, and obviously they've just announced that Final Fantasy IX uh, is going to be coming out on PC and smartphones. Yeah. That's that's a crazy amount of games. You've got seven right there, and that's excluding anything that they're going to announce, which they like just doing randomly. Like yeah. we just saw a Final Fantasy Nine. We've got some maybes as well. Um Dissidia may come out next year because the arcade um licensing is up after a year, so mm. who's to say they might not do a worldwide release for that in twenty uh, sorry, November. Yeah. So yeah, and then you've obviously got the two mobile games, Mobius and Brave Exvius, that haven't come out in the West yet that could still port over. It's that's ten games. Yeah, 
And then you throw in the non-Final Fantasy Japanese games, which is like you've got Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, you've got Project Setsuna, you've got Nier Automata, and then you've got two the Dragon Quest 7 and 8 remakes on the 3DS. You've got a bucket load of games. And even like, I mean, you have the games that aren't coming out. I mean, you have Final Fantasy 7 Remake. And yeah, you which also we're obviously going to hear a lot Kingdom about. Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I mean, it's it's insane. And it almost sort of things that it seems like they've like, I spread themselves ridiculously thin. Missed out Star Ocean as well. Oh, Star Ocean, yeah. But it's just, it's just crazy. I just, um, yeah, I mean, from a money perspective, this is going to be a very poor year for us. Um, I think for a lot of fans, they're going to have to pick and choose which games that they... Well, you've got potentially 14 games there. Yeah. Which are... Not only, like, on top of all the other game franchises yeah, that are and, coming out with and games that's, I mean, year. from a Square Enix perspective, they've also got other games coming out. Yeah. Because they've got the Deus Ex game, they've got Hitman coming out. There's the, the Rise of Tomb Raider is going to be coming out on um, PS4 and PC. Like, yeah. There's, there is so much the Square Enix are doing, and it's... It's it's just amazing to see the turnaround that this company has made. Oh my you god! Compare yeah. Compare it five years ago when they were like bumbling through the Final Fantasy thirteen. They I think they just and we're pretty much coming up to the point where they just announced Final Fantasy ten part two. Um, they were kind of floundering around, not really with any direction. No, they were becoming a joke. Whereas now it's just they're. They're pretty much giving us everything that we want. There's just yeah. get because it's not just the fact that we've got a lot of Final Fantasy games coming out. It's the fact that there seems to be a clear direction for these Final Fantasy games now. Each of these games is targeted at a different market. You've got Final Fantasy Explorers and World of Final Fantasy that are obviously the handheld kind of focus games. World of Final Fantasy is more child like kid based. Yeah, where you can play it with your children, that kind of thing. It's obviously yeah. going to appeal to adults as well. You've got Final Fantasy Explorers, which is essentially going after the uh, Monster Hunter Tukiden audience on the 3DS. You've got Final Fantasy 15, which is their big AAA title. You've got Bravely Second, which is coming out, which is obviously supplementing the already popular franchise. Final Fantasy 14 is now seen as like a leading MMO. You've got Type Zero Online, which could be in it. Like, we don't know how that's going to turn yeah. out. Yeah, I completely forgot about that as well. Uh, and then you've sort of got Dissidia Arcade. Like, people were craving for a home console version of Dissidia for years. They're not only doing it, pretty much going to be doing, but they yeah. released like a full-on. Uh, they've shipped it out to a beaten up, beat 'em up specialist who work on the Dead or Alive franchise. It's now in Japanese arcades, getting complete beta testing throughout the entire year, so that when we get it, it's going to hopefully be a lot better. Mm-hmm. You've got the Near remake, or not remake, but extension to the original Near, which yep. again they've shipped out to a. A specialist developer who's not working in tandem with the developer with the the director who's completely yeah. happy. You got Project Setsuna, which is an, an old school uh, tribute game, which is purposely being done in the style of like a SNES RPG from the Final Fantasy era. And then you've got Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight being ported because we've never really had the chance to experience those before. It's it's crazy. I yeah. 
<laughs> I can't even sort of fathom. Like, like if, if you want to enjoy a different aspect of Final Fantasy or something like outside the law, you want an action RPG where they've got that sorted. You want an old school JRPG, you've got that sorted. You want a game that you can play with your kids and introduce them to the franchise, you've got that sorted. You want a proper Monster Hunter game, which is what everyone thought Type Zero was going to be but didn't turn out yep. to be, you've got that sorted. You've got an, you want to play an MMO? Sure, you've got that sorted. You want a AAA RPG that's coming out the ship? Well, we've got that sorted too. You almost sort of wonder what the um what the Square Enix building is going to be like once these games all release it's just going to be like empty <laughs> it, re- it really makes me wonder what they're already planning to do after this year because this is all that we don't know aside from Kingdom Hearts 3 and the Final Fantasy 7 remake we don't know anything beyond 2016 no it's just going to be like a wasteland for a little bit <laughs> like so many teams are going to be freed up it almost makes me think that they're releasing all these now just so that they can have a bit of a buffer so that when they release like Final Fantasy 16, people won't realize how much time has passed since Final Fantasy 15. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, um, and we've been talking about it in other circles, but if Final Fantasy 16, if, if they could get into the cycle of having a game every year or at least like putting putting things out on a regular basis, because... We now know that the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be a multi-part series. Mm. You're going to have part one probably coming out in 2017. Yeah. If they could have it so that part two comes out in 2018, part two come, part three comes out in 2019, that's three major games that they've got sorted. If they could have Final Fantasy XVI arriving in that time, maybe not 2017, but maybe 2018, that would be perfect. Yeah. You couldn't ask for anything more, really. No. And based on how they're going at the moment, it seems like that that's definitely achievable yeah definitely now it should be it should be crazy i don't know how we're going to get through all the games but it's a lot of rpgs and rpgs take time yeah yeah of that list i mean like what what is exciting you the most lauren i mean it could be some of the non-final fantasy games i know it's just a lot like i mean like it's almost sort of diluting my excitement for Final Fantasy 15, if only because there's so much other stuff to play. Yeah. Um, World of Final Fantasy looks like fun. Uh, it's enough. It looks adorable. It does. And Final Fantasy Explorers, I think, will be a major one for me. The only one that I'm kind of like not too like crazy about is Final Fantasy Type Zero Online. Well, I mean, we I might probably... not even get that over here. Yeah, and that's true too. Um, I mean. Like for online games, Final Fantasy fourteen is probably enough for me, <laughs> just because I think of how type much ser- Type Series slight because it's going to be like a browser based game. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I mean, just in terms of time of time spent, uh, yeah. <laughs> in terms of time spent, I have I have Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's about it. Um, but I also am like really happy for the PC um, ports of all the older games. Um, I think pretty much, uh, pretty much a majority of them are on there now are on Steam. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bravely Second. I actually haven't played uh, Bravely Default yet. So well, we have it if you want to check I it out. I know we do. I know we do. It's just finding the time to play it. But um, but it is cool. I know a lot of people love it, and um, that a lot of people have been waiting for Bravely Second to come out over here. But I guess in general, if I had to pick one that I'm most excited here for, I would have to say Final Fantasy 15. If only because we've been waiting. I thought you were so going to say Nia. Oh, that's true, Nier. Oh, for frick's sake. There's just too many. But yeah, no, like Nier. Like, I've completely forgotten about Nier. 
Like that's a that's the craziness of it. I think. I mean, the interesting th- thing for me is is releases because so far out of all the games that I've mentioned, we know about release dates for I believe Final Fantasy Explorers and Bravely Second, mm. but nothing else. So that's what like four, well, twelve games they've got to spend. If there's going to be some periods where there's more than one of these games coming out in a month, yeah, I wonder what their projection is for um, financials this year. Like how much money they are going to actually make? Well, especially if you throw in the su- how successful fourteen is, and I then know. you throw in De- Deus Ex is going to sell gonna a loaded. lot. They're going to be loaded this year. They're just going to be raking it in. They're just preparing for the next. I know. That's the thing. They're just they're just making a lot of money now, so that next year they're just kind of like, oh, okay, we'll trickle in, trickle in. We and got then Final Fantasy. Fantasy. We got a Final Fantasy Seven remake in Kingdom Hearts Three next year. Don't you see anything I know. else? I know. Well, that's true. You know what? They'll probably make they'll probably make back all the money that they made all the money that they made this year. They'll probably still make next year if they release Kingdom Hearts Three and Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part One, <laughs> which is just crazy to think about. It's absolutely, yeah. It's it's crazy. So, what game are you most excited for, Daryl's? Um, I I would say oh, fifteen as well. I mean, I I, I think I discussed on a Final Fantasy chat, but for me, and I think when I describe this, uh, anyone I've described this to understands where I'm coming from. So the Final Fantasy fifteen, and actually, it's very similar to the Force Awakens mm. because Final Fantasy fifteen has been in development for a very long time, and pretty much anyone who is interested in the video game industry and that's a lot of people is aware of the shambles that is final fantasy 15 and what it's gone through and pretty much every single kind of misstep they've taken over the last year just gets amplified so much because it's just a running joke like where else would you get people complaining about people talking about a game too much after saying why aren't they talking about this game? Like, you haven't spoken about it for two years, and then they go from record and talk about it for, like, six months, and you get a new piece of stuff every every month, and it's like, no, stop it, you're ruining the illusion. It's like, oh, like, I can't think of another instance where that's even even happened. It gets It's getting so much uh, publicity based on anything they do. I mean, even the Moogle vote, like, it's just absolutely baffling, like, how much this is getting. So when the game comes out, it's going to either be... I'd say if it gets in the, in the low 80s to early the high 70s, which I can't see it getting below that, everyone is going to be aware of that game. The fact that this game has been in development for 11 years and it still sucks. Yeah. And I'm saying sucks in the video game standard suck. Yeah. 70 to 80% is still actually a decent score. But um, yeah, everyone's going to be aware of the fact that this game has been a complete train wreck. And it, it's just going to absolutely explode. Whereas if you go the other way and actually... The game is good. This game is going to get so much attention but the fact that it's been 11 years in development and it's amazing. I know. It's one of the best games of all time. You've got to check it out. Whereas, you know, previous previous games or any other franchise where it comes out, where it happens, if a game's really, really good, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell that well because people might not want to talk about it. Or, I mean, like, you look at, um, like, Metal Gear Solid 5, I think, mm. you know, that was heralded as a fantastic game and and the witcher 3 if final fantasy 15 achieves that level of critical acclaim it's gonna just explode yeah and obviously that's what the franchise needs to happen but it's just like it's gonna be one of those things where i think every single person is going to know when final fantasy 15 is releasing and they're going to be narrowing in on that date the embargo date for reviews is gonna be insane 
they're going to have to worry so much about leaks, about scores, about everything mm. that happens. It's probably going to be one of the biggest video game releases in history. Yeah, probably second to Far Fantasy Seven Remake, I would say. Well, that hasn't happened yet. No, but when that does happen, that's yeah. I mean, that's going to be insane as well. But like, yeah, no, it's it's true, and like, there's there's a lot riding on it. There's a lot for it. Like, it's like, I mean, obviously, intense. people care about video game releases because they get to play the games. It's it's very rare that people start caring about video game releases for other things. Mm. The only things I can really think of in recent times are, like, people always cared about when the Call of Duty was coming up because they wanted to see if it yeah. sold more than the last one or if it sold less. <laughs> yeah. And if it sold more, they were just like, how far can this thing go? Yeah. I think with this game, the hype for that release date is going to be insane. I mean, you, with the fact that they've got a, an event in March, to announce the release date. <laughs> yeah. That, like, rarely ever happens. Most of them just announce it at a trade show that already exists. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy, isn't it? And there's going to be so much media spotlight in March yeah. on that event. It's 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 crazy. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for Final Fantasy XV. Purely on that premise, I just really want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Same. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm, I know. I it's can't gonna, wait for the music. I can't wait yeah, for the story. I think because of everything that we've gone through in covering this game, don't forget that you know we've been doing this podcast for like eight years now. Yeah. It's been going. And this game's been in development for longer than that. We've been waiting for a long time. Yeah. We've we've covered the entire roller coaster. Pretty much. And it's... I, I really just want to see how it turns out. I know. I really, really want to see. I know. But yeah. Besides from that, near, I really yeah. want to. I, I, I want to see if they can recreate near because one of my biggest complaints mm-hmm. about near was the fact that they must have known they had one of the great one of, in my opinion, one of the best stories of last generation and yeah. one of the best soundtrack. Like all those kind of other things that create an experience, they had in spades. Yeah, the replay value is just un, unmatched, really, with other games. There's nothing really out like it out there. But the gameplay, yeah, and that the really graphics. was the only thing. It's the gameplay Why? and the graphics, and now they have it covered with Platinum Games exactly. doing the gameplay. It's going to be like I'm really, really. The only thing I'm sort of scared about is the story. I'm, I'm, a bit scared about the story. Um, scared about the character, if only because it's going to be completely different. It feels like it's going to be completely different from the original Nier. Like, I don't see... But that doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, but I just hope, I just hope that it has the same sort of feeling to it and the same sort of emotion. I want to, to feel horrible about myself. I want to feel horrible about myself. Um, but there's so much that I love about Nier in the story and in the characters that I just hope that that doesn't get downgraded because of the gameplay, you know? But either way, either way, yeah. Tell us in the in the comments or Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, what are you looking forward to most this year? Um, there's uh, there's a lot of choice for you to pick from. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe give us uh, if if Final Fantasy 15 is your favorite, which I'm guessing it may be for a couple. Although a lot of people now are saying they're getting tuned off it because there's so much other stuff coming out. Yes. What is the game you're most looking forward to, and the second game <laughs> that you're most looking forward to, and maybe the least. Favorite game as well. Oh, that's just mean. Okay, fine. That's just Best. mean. And figure and make it interesting. Anyways. So, we're now going on to our question segment. And a reminder, mm. that if you want to ask us questions outside of Twitter and Facebook, you can you can email us at podcast at com. And on that note, we actually had an email off the back of our last episode relating to 10 part 3 from Jason. 
And、mm-hmm. um, he mentioned that he thought that he liked our ideas, but he thought it might actually be interesting to go for an even earlier prequel where you focus on the original pilgrimage of Unalesca and Zion. And it would go through, you know, ha- how she felt having to kind of, because obviously no one had ever done it before. No one knew what、no. was going to happen. No. And how she felt having to kill the love of her life and like the sacrifices they made and, and how that affected her. But with a twist.、Mm-hmm. And his twist is that the game would actually start where Unalesca and Oren have their fight. And、mm-hmm. then when Oren dies, he gets somehow pulled into a dream. Of the distant past. So then he is kind of there in Unalesca's party, kind of going along and, and enjoying the journey like Titus did. Yeah. So it's kind of like a reverse story of Titus. How do you think that would be? I think it'd be interesting. I don't know how much they'd be able to get into it,、um, obviously, but it'd be interesting to see how they figure it out. Because they're essentially the first ones, aren't they? They're the first ones.、Yeah. They're the first summons. They're the first ones that got there and realized. Like, how did they come、oh. up with the. With The cycle. How did they figure out the cycle? And,、um, well, I think that was the whole thing. They got there and then they realized, oh, and they were the first ones to do that. And then they realized、yeah. that actually we, we can't beat Sin. This is the, this is the best that we can do is,、yeah. is give people a period of time. And then obviously, you know, Leska made the decision that she was just going to stick around and,、yeah. uh, and, and advise people that maybe this is the best thing to do. It'd be interesting to see their perspective of it, especially because, like, I feel like over the years things get a bit skewed, and maybe it is a thing where, like, Unalesca wasn't bad. It's just that this was、yeah. the best that they could think well, of. Well, I mean, she's not, she's not even really bad in the、no. end. It's only because you choose to、uh, disobey her、yeah. that she's like, all right then. Yeah. But she is treated as a. She is treated as an antagonist, but like it would be interesting to just see their reasoning for doing it, especially since, like, and this is getting onto the novel again, but、um, Sin comes back in two years' time. Sin, like, they defeat Sin, and then he just comes back in two years' time. And granted, I don't know, like, what necessarily causes that. You know, they haven't really explored that. But, like, obviously, Unalesca's thing had 10 year periods. And why was Sin suddenly back for two years after two years? Like, you know, why maybe it was, was that. I don't think it was set 10 years. I thought it was, was pretty it? much set in stone every 10 years. I thought it could, it could vary. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was every 10 years or so. But, anyways,、um, but obviously that was a lot longer than two years. But yeah, no, it'd be. I, I think it would be really interesting to see how everything got started and even like what. I think they would be quite restricted on summons as well, because obviously there was no, there wasn't really much else around probably at that time. No, because the fates may have, may, may not have existed, but that's the whole thing. The story would talk about、yeah. the creation of the fates. Maybe and- even they would be, they would be characters within it as well, the fates. No, I think that would be really interesting. How I feel about the Arn going back in time, do I really think it's necessary? Probably not. But I guess you do need that one character who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. But either way, I think that would be an interesting story to explore. Definitely. Okay. Well,、uh, the first question we actually have this episode then is from Sora96, who asks, it What do you keeps think? Keeps asking. What do you think Toriyama's project is, Lawrence? <sighs> I know, Sora, you keep saying it's probably.、Um, It's probably 10 part, 10 part 3. But I really doubt that they do it. I honestly do.、Um, I know there's a lot 
you have a lot of evidence towards it, but I don't know. I don't know if that would be a really good idea, especially considering the not-so-good turnout with the Final Fantasy XIII sequels. Would they really trust Toriyama to be like, all yeah, right, well, I, let's make another sequel for another franchise that I has mean, already been ended. Yeah, I mean, Toriyama kind of, he set the series back. Yeah. I mean, like if they hadn't have done all the hoo-ha with uh, the thirteen franchise, which wasn't really necessary, no, we would probably be on a Final Fantasy sixteen by now, or at least it would be in the process. Um, honestly, I think Toriyama's in timeout. Yeah, possibly. He's had his <laughs> wrist slapped. Timeout. <laughs> you know, I mean, he. I don't know the financials related to it, and obviously the turnaround times of the games got less as the 13 franchise went on, but Lightning Returns sold pretty badly. Yeah. And I can't imagine that... I mean, obviously, the 10 franchise was a success. Yeah. Um, And collectively, those games, especially with the HD remakes now, have probably sold, what, like 14, 15 million copies? Mm. Whereas the 13 franchise, those sales went down drastically from game to game to game. And... You know, it's, I guess it's how much they're willing to forgive. Yeah. Because they put a lot of faith into him. I mean, I'm, I can imagine he was the driving force behind them saying, yeah, let's do another game about lightning. Are you sure that's the best idea? Yeah, I can make it work. Are you sure? We're going to completely change the gameplay. We're going to do all this. We're going to do that. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) And then look at it. So yeah, I don't know what they're going to give him to do. I mean, if they gave him 10 part three, that would be a risk. A big yeah, risk. I I definitely agree. I I don't think that it would be something that that would be financially or um just sort of I don't know. I, I don't think it would be wise. I don't think ten part three would just even make sense for the cycle of releases they've got going on. Nah. I mean, would they really want to announce ten part three and then have it take away attention of the seven remake? Probably I, I not. Don't, I don't see that making much sense. No. Um, especially because the seven remake is going to span three or four years potentially if anything he might be working with someone on um or working on some aspect of final fantasy 16 if that's being in development at the moment um because yeah if he went back to working on this like the um whatever he did before (laughs) that he was good at because he worked on seven and eight and nine didn't he yeah i think yeah maybe not nine but he worked on those uh, like crafting certain parts of the story and and he had a good job. He did well with that. But Here I think go. Go back into the problem with 13 is that he got too much control. Mm. He, he became George Lucas. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Bless him. All right. Well, um, this next question is from Sam Schenkeveld, who asks, uh, do you think there will be a Final Fantasy VI HD remake? And would you like to see one? Um, I honestly doubt it. Um, mainly because Final Fantasy VI does not have the draw that Final Fantasy VII has. Uh, I know a lot of people are going crazy about like, well, wait, well, it it's really difficult because you're saying HD remake, remake or remaster because those I are think both extremely. You're not going to be able to do an HD remake of six without fully redoing it again. Exactly. So HD remake, um, like HD remaster. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's really. If I'm guessing. Really I'm guessing he's talking about the seven treatment. Yeah, that he's talking about the se- that like a complete and utter remake. Yeah. yeah. I um again, I I doubt that it would. Um, if only because it's sort of like in the same realm as um as 
Final Fantasy eight and probably like Final Fantasy twelve, where it has a bit of a, a cult love. Like it's not as well received as seven is. Like we can't we can't ignore that. Final Fantasy seven is like the Final Fantasy poster game yeah, of the I series. Mean, the whole thing with six is that inside the fan base, a lot of people would argue that six is the best game. Yeah. But outside of the fan base, a lot of people don't even consider six. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, there's not a lot of people now, who even who would probably, um, like new players coming into the series who would have probably have played six or even think about going into the back into the previous games. There might be some, obviously, with the yeah. Steam, that's going to help. Um, and I think it really depends because seven is an easy decision for them. Pretty much every single person who is a gamer is aware of Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. But not just that, they're aware of Cloud. Yeah. They're aware of Sephiroth. They're aware of intricacies within the game. They know about Aerith's death. You ask a general Joe Bloggs gamer, what's the story of Final Fantasy VI? Who's the main character? Yeah. They might get Terra, but they wouldn't be able to tell you anything that happens in the story or or anything like that because it's just not pop culture. No, it's not. Like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, um, Final Fantasy VI, although it might be better in a lot of ways. Final Fantasy Seven, it it just doesn't it doesn't compare to it's Final a Fantasy Seven, regardless of of how good it, how much better it is. Probably to Final Fantasy Seven, it just doesn't beat it doesn't beat the hype. So I doubt that they'll really remake any of the other games. If I mean, I'm if honest. Final Fantasy Seven HD or the remake does well, I, the one I can see them potentially doing is eight because the sales of the Possibly. games originally were similar. But again, Final Fantasy VIII, it doesn't have that mass market appeal. No. People will probably know Squall, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to quiz them on any of the story and they'd be able to go like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened mm. because there isn't an heiress death moment. That mm-hmm. It doesn't exist in really any of the other games. No. And a lot of people think that it just lives in Final Fantasy VII's shadow and probably a lot of the reason why the sales are so good is because people bought Final Fantasy VII loved it so much bought final fantasy 8 as a add-on to that and then if you think about like after that the the sales of final fantasy 9 they weren't that great like they weren't that great in comparison they were great but they weren't that great in comparison to yeah, 7 9 didn't have a lot going for it in terms of when it was released and all that kind of stuff they were good they were great for final Fan- for um a game in general but for final fantasy it still was lower to 7 7 is the it's the poster child. It's the poster child of the series, unfortunately for some of us. But yeah, so no, I, I really doubt that they'll but do a remake. As a fan, I'd love to see one. Oh yeah, I'd love, I'd absolutely love it. I think it would be great, and I think that it would be a great story to tell. Um, but yeah, Kefka. Mm, that would be creepy. That'd so be people a, know Kefka. Maybe that's the maybe that's the Kefka's path. probably the yeah. one that they know the most, and maybe Locke. Locke is he's quite sort of familiar but not probably not as much as Terra and Kefka. No. Hence why Terra is the person for the uh Dissidia. Yes. Um but yeah that's all the questions we have this episode. If you want to ask us a question then please email us at podcast at funfancenia.com. Mm. We're now going to go into our music segment, which is actually an interesting one because uh we got a message the other day from uh one of our listeners uh asking us to check out one of his pieces and we really enjoyed it. So we decided to feature it on the episode, so this is a an arrangement of Tuzana Kend. It's actually um, performed by Nick Colson. It's the it's based on the arrangement from the Guitar Collection, and um, he's added a few little bits to it. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. 
the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 19th of January. Yes, only two weeks away. <laughs> you don't have to wait a month anymore. Yay! Um, if you listen to the first time, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you just search for Final Fantasy, we are the number one show. Or if you go on YouTube, you can search for forward slash or Final Fantasy Union on YouTube or go to forward slash FF Union Vids. And of course, you can check out every episode on FinalFantasyUnion.com and hopefully soon there will be a new visual style for you to check out the episodes on. Also remember, um, please be sure to check out the Patreon. There's going to obviously be some big changes to that. And if you want to get in on the giveaways or even the chance to get on the show, then uh, please feel free to support us on there. But yeah, that's pretty much it. This episode, Lawrence. (gasps) And no crying babies. No. She's, yeah. she's been quiet she's, yeah. which is very nice of her it's yes. very kind yes thank you but yeah bye and I'm Daryl saying goodbye this has been a Final Fantasy New.com production <laughs> <laughs>